But before I begin, if you don't mind, just praying with me real quick. Uh, dear and Father, God, we thank you for this amazing time, Lord. I thank you that we can all come here, Lord, to the Wesley and uh, really study your word and talk about you freely and uh, worship you. I just pray that um, my sermon not be my own words, but yours, Lord, and that um, we'd have a blessed day and a blessed week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. I'm going to stick to the notes because if I don't, I'm going to talk forever and I got homework. So, um, so it's actually kind of funny. I was looking this up. So originally my sermon was supposed to be about motivation and like what motivates us to keep going and doing what we do. But originally I worded it as drive and I was telling Max this. And so I looked up good Bible verses for drive, not thinking that, it's thinking like actually going. So it says, Jesus rode in on a donkey. You know, he rode the chariot. But um, really getting down to it, so like sometimes we ask ourselves these questions. See if you've asked yourself this question before. Um, why, like, why do I even go to school? Why do I go through the suffering that I'm going through? Why do I, you know, why am I even doing this? Why should I even bother? Or do I really need to go to class? It is a question. Um, and so, getting down to it, I was thinking about what I was going to kind of relate my sermon to, because apparently it's a tradition that I do a superhero topic because I'm a big nerd. But I decided to break that trend, and I want to tell you a story about um, this young man named Adonis Creed. Does anyone know the movie Creed? Has anyone seen the movie Creed? How about Rocky? Okay, there you go. Yeah, more people have seen Rocky. But, so this is a story past the Rocky movies, and this is the story of Rocky's best friend's son named Adonis Creed. And Adonis is got this great job, right? He just got out of college. He's working a corporate job, making a bunch of money. He's inherited his dad's inheritance, or that's how it's worded, but from being this prestigious fighter. He was the heavyweight champion of the world at one point, and he's inherited all of his money and now is living the good life. You know, he's successful, he's got a great job, he's got friends, he's got all these cool stuff, and his dad's a legend. Everyone will forever know who Apollo Creed is in this story, right? But he keeps by, uh, fighting himself. He keeps fighting himself and just something doesn't feel right. He wants more, and he gives it all up because he finds his desire to be a fighter, like his dad. He gives it all up. And he goes from this cool house, right, this mansion, to a one little bedroom apartment. It's not even an apartment. It's just a little studio with a mattress. And he trains and trains and trains. Eventually, I'll let you watch the movie to see what happens. But he gets the championship fight. And he gets the fight, and then I won't relieve any spoilers. But getting to it, it takes a lot to be at the top, right? I mean, you have everything you could ever need, right? Material-wise. You have money, you know, you have friends, you have all this, and it's hard to just give it all away and then pick yourself all the way from the very bottom all the way back up to do what you're called to do or do what you feel like your passion is. And so the question I had for y'all is what motivates us? You know, we always say like, I want good grades because I want a degree. Okay, well, why do you want the degree? I want the degree because I want a good job. Why do you want a good job? I want money. Why do you want money? Right? There's no end to it. 
right? You're always going to hunger and want more. And at the end, is it really satisfying? Do we always find that satisfaction in our hearts that, you know, I, I've reached my peak. I don't want any more. And so what I wanted to really talk about is why, how do we have this relentless motivation to keep striving to do what God has called us to do, right? And so I came, I was thinking about it and praying about it, and I came up with these three points and see if, um, but eat, but eat, but eat, I lost my thought. Anyway, okay, I came up with these three points, talking about why and how we can motivate ourselves in the proper and godly way and have God be the center of our motivation. And I said, the first thing is that you have to find who you are and what God has called you to be. And sometimes that's really difficult. I mean, we were all in college. Like, what is it? It says about probably more than 50% of college students change their major at least once or something like that. You're constantly changing majors. A lot of people don't know what they want to do, even past college or even out of high school. Do I want to go to college? Do I just want to pursue a career? And from there, excuse me, it's important to really pray to God and ask, you know, God, what do you want me to do? How can I further your kingdom? What have you called me to do? And as soon as you find that, I encourage you to be like Adonis Creed and give, give it all up just to pursue what God has called you. And that's really hard to do. That is extremely hard to do. But it's, in the end, though, it'll, you'll find a, a sense of comfort and you'll actually be striving for something way bigger than just yourself. The second thing I found is find your creed, no pun intended. Um, obviously we have the Apostles Creed but I'm, I would always say that um, you know you should really look to see what things that you will for sure not change about yourself. To, in today's world too many people just change to fit into the culture, fit in with a group of friends. You know, I want to be cool. I got to do this or I got to do this. And finding that parting you to say that I'm not budging because this is what God's called me to do. Or this is, God does not want me to go down this path. God wants me to go down here. Knowing the difference between right and wrong and finding who you are and sticking to it and sticking to your creed. And then uh, lastly is finding uh, when you find your passion or you find God's calling, to get excited about it. Um, I found, I have a verse, I have two verses for you. And go ahead, Weston. The first one is Exodus nine sixteen, which says, But I've raised you up for, for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. And then I also have this verse, and it's, it's not on here, so I'll just read it for you. Um, it's 2 Timothy 1.7. It's, for the Spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and dis- self-discipline. And uh, really quickly, um, this is short and sweet, so I'm going to give you a little story real quick. Um, I recently have lost my coach. My head football coach, when I was in high school, passed away. Uh, September 29th, and I just went to his funeral. Um, two, Sunday, Sunday. And uh, we were living, remembering all the good times with me and some of my old teammates, getting to see some of my old teammates. And um, one thing that we always remembered is that his excitement, his passion. I mean, we got, guys, we, when I was in high school, we got smoked. There was five seniors. 
we were terrible, like bad, bad, um, to the point where schools in our district knew us because we were so bad, <laughs> and they started making fun of us. But um, he always had this passion, this fire, and he was like, boys, we're going to get them. And every time he got excited, though, or he got fired up, he's an older man, so he was like, boys, we're going to get them. But he would go like, he'd go like this. He said, boys, we're going to get them. We're going to get them today. And I thought it was a nervous twitch, like, you know, like, I couldn't figure out what this was. He always tapped his side right here, constantly. And it wasn't until this past Sunday when we relive in the good times, and our old coach said that we were going against this really good team named Preston Wood. State-of-the-art, like, all this crazy, like, stuff on their sidelines, tens, fans, whatever, and at the same time, all their players were most likely, majority of them, I think, besides, like, three of them, we're going to go play college ball. And he said that he, would, he was doing this again. And he says, boy, my coach's name was Coach Peel. And he said, Coach Peel got so excited. And he looked at me and he goes, we're going to do a little, we're going to pull a Doc Holliday, Coach. And, and then I realized the movie Tombstone. If you haven't seen the movie Tombstone, it's an old Western movie. And it's about Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. And Doc Holliday is the fastest um, gunslinger in the whole West is what the, it's all about. And before he would shoot, though, he would always tap his side. And it wasn't until the funeral that I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what that meant. He's, he was tapping his side to get ready to go and fight and go and um, do his absolute best that he could and win the fight. And it would, <laughs> apparently I was the one that didn't understand that. Everyone else caught on to that besides me. And I was like, he's like, gosh, Ryan, it's not like you've seen Tombstone. Sorry, I just didn't catch on to that. But um, so, again, I'm making it short and sweet. I just want to encourage you to, I challenge you to wherever you are in your either academically, socially, spiritually, whatever is getting you down and you just need that little extra motivation and you just like you don't think that you can keep going. Always look to God and to always be excited for the new challenges because it's only going to make you better and always have your fingers ready to go and your pistol at your side. So, uh, If you don't mind, please pray with me. Uh, dear and follower of God, we thank you for this, again, this amazing time where we can come and worship you. I just pray for blessings over this, everyone here, Lord, and those who couldn't attend, Lord, that you would um, be with them and to also always bless us and always let us know that you're with us, whether it's good times or the bad times. I thank you for this time of worship, and I pray for blessings over this week and this rest of the semester. Jesus, I pray. Amen. So before closing worship, we will sing two more songs of praise, and after that, we will pass the peace of Christ by sharing a hug down the aisle.